0: Go with me to Luke chapter 2 if you're not already there, and we're just going to look at a few verses this morning. And the title of the message today is the Song of Simeon. My eyes have seen your salvation taken directly from the text there. And um, as you go there, I I always enjoy, and I know you do as well, these celebration services when we're able to see people baptized, new believers, and then just sing sing. And give God praise for all that he has done. And uh, and, and then I, I also, and you probably enjoy this too, a little devotional type sermon this morning. And so uh, still a sermon, but nonetheless, we want to move quickly through this passage. And as we are going through the songs of Christmas, we come to the song of Simeon in Luke chapter 2. And, and a Merry Christmas indeed, right? Wasn't that just wonderful uh, to uh, celebrate baptism this morning? And when I think about Christmas, I think about what it means to wait, don't you? Countdowns, calendars, we've done everything from, you know, little doors that open to, I like Lego calendars, those are my favorite, countdowns. And uh, let's just have a moment that's not so spiritual for all the kids here. I know you're excited, kids, I know you're excited, you can't wait for Christmas, and not trying to take away from all that is spiritual, but I have a child's heart myself. And when I was a kid, actually, we had two memorable clocks. One was digital and the other had a traditional hand, traditional hand clock that ticked softly. And so when I would go to bed, I would just, I would lie there in my bed and I would hear the ticking of that clock beating through my head. And then I would look at my Cincinnati Bengals helmet clock that I had right on my nightstand. So, and uh, I would look there, and I'd watched it just kind of click by, and, uh, it, it, but it always seemed like time slowed down, doesn't it? It always feels like that, kind of like the kid in uh, Polar Express. You close your eyes, you think you've been asleep for six hours, and it's only been six minutes. And I would doze up, I'd wake up, I'd doze off, wake up a few minutes later, and it was really the excitement of Christmas morning, gifts under the tree for me to unwrap was filling my mind. And again, it just kind of felt like time moved slowly. And it was a matter of waiting. I use that as an illustration this morning because in the text, we meet a man named Simeon. And uh, this is a man who is waiting. And he is included in Luke's narrative on the birth of Christ. And Simeon provides us the fourth song found in Luke chapter 1 and 2. We are told that he was a devout and righteous man. If you're looking at your Bible, you just back up there and you can see in verse 25, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And so we are told that he was devout and righteous because he was waiting. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel. And that's just a, that's just a, a title from Isaiah the prophet. Referring to the coming Messiah. In other words, he was waiting for the Savior, for the Messiah. And it, it wasn't that he was outwardly religious. That's not what it's saying when it says that he was righteous and just and devout. It, it's, it's telling us that, that he was, had been inwardly regenerated. That is, his eyes had been opened to the truth of salvation that can only come through Jesus Christ. And the Bible says here, if you go on to read, it says the Holy Spirit was upon him. And in verse 26 it says that the Holy Spirit had revealed to him, listen to this, that he would not see death until he had seen the Lord's Christ. It'd be a matter of waiting. But he wouldn't die until he first saw the Christ, the Messiah. And so it so happens in verse 28 that on the very same day, That Mary and Joseph took Jesus to Jerusalem. This is 40 days after his birth. So now he's about a month, a little over a month old. And on the very same day that Mary and Joseph took him to Jerusalem to be dedicated, Simeon was in the temple and he was awaiting Christmas. Not literally, but awaiting Christ. Look at verse 28. Look what it says. It says, and he came in verse 27, and he came in the spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms. Imagine! And blessed God, and then said, and were given the song. The Savior that not only was promised to the prophets, but that Simeon had received a personal promise from the Holy Spirit that he would see. The Messiah before he died has is now comes into view, full view before his eyes. And so he sees, he recognizes, and imagine there are probably more than one baby being brought to the temple that day, but the Holy Spirit enables him to see Mary's son, Jesus, and he immediately approaches Mary and he takes the baby up and lifts him up into the air and blesses him. Most mothers. Probably would have been frightened by this, right? And then he makes a statement that's amazing. Look at the text. The first words of the, of the song, Lord now, nunc dimittis in the Latin, nunc dimittis, Lord now, Lord now. It is a song, a benediction, a benediction of confidence. Lord now, I am ready to depart. Lord, now I am ready to die. Lord, now I am ready to leave this world because I have seen your Son. Wow. What a declaration. And so I believe the key note here that we need to walk away with this morning, this Christmas Eve morning, is this. Let us sing, like Simeon, that we have seen Christ And that he is everything to us. Let us sing that we have seen Christ and that we are at peace with God and that we are ready to be with him. Not ready for the holidays, not ready for Christmas, but that we are eternally ready to be with Jesus. But here's the question that I think we should entertain for just a few minutes What exactly did he see? I mean, the text says, My eyes have seen your salvation as he looks at this infant, this child? What does Simeon see when he looks upon the face of Jesus that you and I must see, not just at Christmas, but we must see in the depths of our soul all year round that really is the essence of salvation? What does he see? Three things that he sees that we must see about Jesus. He sees that Jesus, he is the peace for our souls. He sees that he is the person of salvation, and he sees thirdly in this song that he is the provision for all people let 's look at that first thought for just a minute. He is peace for our souls that's the first thing he said he, he sings when he sees the child Jesus. Lord now you are you, Lord now you are letting your servant depart in peace. According to your word, he now can depart in peace. And here's what he's referring to. Listen, he is referring to his readiness for death. Kind of an odd thing, isn't it? It's just Christmas. It's joy. It's all these, all these other wonderful things. But he's saying, I am ready for death. Having seen Christ, his understanding of death is that death is not the end. It is simply a departure. This time of year is hard for some because we grieve those. And some of you, this is very fresh for you. We grieve those that have gone on, especially those who we know are believers and they've gone on to be in the presence of the Lord. And we grieve that, but we also have comfort knowing that in Christ, they now see Him face to face. Death is a departure of the soul from the body. Isn't that interesting? I'm ready to depart he's not saying I'm ready to leave the temple he's saying I'm now ready my soul is ready to leave this body behind this body will go to the ground but the soul goes on to judgment we better be reminded of that this morning the soul goes on to God for judgment and Simeon is saying I am ready to die I am ready to appear before God how about you how about you are you ready to die Are you ready to appear before God? Consider that this might be your last Christmas. This might be your last Christmas. You may not be here next Christmas. For that matter, we may not be here at the end of this week. I don't say that in order to just stir a sense of fear, but just to simply present reality. You may not be here. And so the question is, Have you seen Jesus and are you ready? Should this be your last Christmas? Should this be your last day on earth? Are you ready? You ever seen these lists? They're called bucket lists. Everybody has a bucket list. I can't think it's a real casual way to talk about death. I got a bucket list, right? Check these things off. These are the things I want to do. Well, in a sense, there's one priority That Simeon had his entire life from the moment the Holy Spirit revealed that he would see Christ. And here it is. That before he died, he'd see Jesus. And for us, I would say the most important thing for any of us is to know that our souls have seen Christ and received salvation. You see, when people die, it's it is it's also common for the living to use the anacronym R.I.P., R.I.P., Rest in Peace. But who really rests in peace? For unbelievers, there is no rest or peace in death. Is that you? However, those who have salvation through Christ, like Simeon, like these who were baptized this morning, those that know Christ, they have rest in their souls and peace with God. Those that welcome Christ may welcome death, the Puritan Matthew Henry says. Do you believe that? And as a believer, I mean, let me just personalize this, okay? I have rest in my soul. This means I have repented of my attempt to earn God's favor and work my way to heaven. I am not trying to work my way to heaven. I'm not trying to be good enough because it's impossible. You see, when you rest in Jesus Christ, you will have rest for your soul. Some people don't have rest. You might say I don't either because it's been a busy week and I've still got shopping to do and I'm waiting for you to get done with this sermon. No, listen. Some people, some people don't have rest. They're always worried. They're always frantic. They always feel guilty. They're always judgmental. They're always angry. Is that you? Man, you need rest. Rest. You need peace. Is it because you're not at peace at all? Is it because you have never repented and trusted Christ? Or maybe you have trusted Christ. Is the, is whatever you're experiencing, is it because you're not living in the peace that Jesus gives? I think all of us today need to take a fresh look at Christ just as Simeon did and see what happens. We're filled with peace and we're filled with joy. Because of salvation and all that God has done. One of my favorite hymns is, In Christ Alone, No Guilt in Life, No Fear in Death. This, the power of Christ in me. From life's first cry to final breath, Jesus commands my destiny. You see, that's the peace reflected in Simeon's song. But notice quickly that the text says, not only does he say, now I may have peace, but notice, underline it, according to your word. This isn't some simple emotion or feeling that Simeon is referring to. God sent the Savior to fulfill his promises, to do all that he had said in his word to Eve, to Abraham, to the patriarchs, to David, to Isaiah, and the prophets. But I love this. When he says, according to your word, do you know what Simeon is referring to? The personal revelation that he had received from the Holy Spirit that he would see the Savior. The Holy Spirit promised him that he would not see death until he sees Jesus. Long years had passed, but now in the temple, promise fulfilled. Imagine the tears that may have trickled down his face as he lifted that little baby and blessed God for salvation. Now, we don't get personal revelations today because we have the full revelation of Scripture. And this book reveals to us the fullness of salvation that has come to us through Jesus this book here and Jesus the Jesus it reveals who came to save us is for you and for me for us church listen to this promise since we have been justified by faith we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ God keeps his promises And through Jesus, I can say, I am accepted, I am forgiven, I am redeemed, I am reconciled, I am a child of the living God, I am a pilgrim on my way to heaven. That's who I am in Christ. And that is who you are if you believe the gospel of Jesus Christ. Can you sing this with Simeon? I have peace and that it is well with my soul. Do you have peace? This is the song applied. Do you have peace with God? And are you ready for your eternal destiny? Simeon was, I pray that we are too. But notice the second thing. He is the person of salvation. Jesus is not only the, he is not only, not only is he the peace for our souls, but he is the person of salvation. Notice again the key line in the whole song. For my eyes have seen your salvation. He sees that this baby is salvation from God. How foolish this must have been and still is to the religious and to the wise, to the strong and to the powerful. Have you ever seen high school photos of someone famous? They don't look very glamorous, do they? Usually their hair's all disheveled. They, still, they have pimples. They've got, they've got braces and whatnot. It's like a typical teenager. All the glamour and all the glory of what they are now in Hollywood, that's not there. It just reveals their humanity. And so, they're normal. Jesus was like every other infant and toddler. He didn't glow or always have a smile on his face. Even though we sing, no crying he makes, he cried. Because he was fully human even though fully God. He was like every other human child. And that's what makes Simeon's statement so amazing. He's holding this ordinary child. And he's saying to Mary, for my eyes have seen your salvation, God, in this child. Through this feeble, weak child will come salvation to the whole world. And these are things that Simeon understood. The baby In his hands, he's lifting up as the Messiah. And if you look at verses 33 through 35, he then speaks to Mary personally. And he says to her, many in Israel, and ultimately through the whole world, will fall or perish because they reject this child, this Messiah. Many will also rise in salvation, receiving him as the Savior. But then he says he will suffer greatly. Your soul, Mary, will be pierced because of him, referring to the cross, we now know. And all of it would be fulfilled when Jesus would go to Calvary. Simeon understood that this baby was the Savior and that somehow salvation would come through his suffering. You and I see more clearly today, don't we? How could this salvation, how would this unfold? What do we see when we see Christ? We don't, see, we don't just see Christ in a manger as an infant or in the temple as a child. We see Christ, the sinless Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. We see Christ on the cross bearing our sin and our guilt. We see Him crushed beneath the full weight of God's wrath. Listen, salvation has come to us through the work of Christ on the cross. We see the Christ who was put in the tomb. And we see the Jesus who is risen from the dead and has destroyed sin, defeated death, has gone into heaven and made a place for us so that we may reign with him forever. If you are to call yourself a Christian, these are the things that you must see in Jesus and believe with all your heart. That's what makes us Christian. And that's what makes this Christmas. Knowing this, we must see as Simeon that salvation is only in and through Jesus and always and forever will be through Jesus. Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. Are you looking to someone or something else for salvation? Have your eyes, Christian, what about you? Have your eyes slowly drifted from your Savior to your performance, to yourself, to the things of earth? Believer, let us be ever looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Do not look for another savior and dare not look to yourself they are all they're all false christ that will lead to death and destruction not salvation and we always need to be reminded saints and sinners alike that we are to always look to christ in times of despair and discouragement we need to look to jesus We need to always see that Christ is everything and that he is the all-sufficient Savior and not look anywhere else. Where are you looking this Christmas? What has distracted you away from him? That's the song applied. To what or to whom are you looking and trusting for salvation? Is Christ everything to you? For Simeon, he's everything. Okay, nothing else. I'm ready. Can you say that? Can you say that this morning? And once we have salvation in Christ, we we do not need to look anywhere else because here's the third point of the song. He is the provision for all people. Look at verse 31 and 32. For my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all people a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. The song concludes with the provision of salvation for all people. This does not mean that all people will be saved. But it does mean that the gospel of salvation is the power of God unto salvation for both Jew and Gentile. In other words, there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. To the Gentiles, Christ is the light of salvation in spiritual darkness. The Gentiles did not receive the prophecies from the prophets. And so, the news of Jesus' coming is light in spiritual moral darkness. And for Israel, who had received the promises, he is, Jesus is the glory of Israel. Through Israel, through the Jewish people, Christ came into the world to save sinners, Jew and Gentile. And so here is Jesus. And here's what he says when he, when he says, light to the Gentiles, the glory of your people Israel. Christ is the cure for our dreadful dying natures. Here, Christ, as he's lifting Him up in the temple, Jesus is the fountain of eternal life. And here is the open invitation of God to sinners through him. Isaiah 118 says, come now, let us reason together, says the Lord your, though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall become like wool. That's the invitation to a world of sinners. That's the invitation to us today. Revelation 22, the spirit of the bride say come and let the one who hears say come and let the one who is thirsty come and let the one who desires take the water of life without price. And those who have come to Christ, who have seen him and believed upon him and tasted of his salvation and received them into their hearts, they see with absolute clarity that he is the provision of salvation. But what this truth means is just far more than provision. It means that we must share the gospel with those around us. He has been provided not just for our own hearts to experience the forgiveness of sin, but Christ for your home, Christ for your neighbor, Christ for the community around us, Christ to the prison that is just over here and the doors that may open there to preach Christ. And to share him with those that are in darkness, those that are in the shackles of sin. Christ for all, let us share him. Let us not neglect in all the excitement and all the joy and all the fun that is all temporary with the the Christmas season. Let us not neglect to share Christ and to point others to him. And church family, let us be devoted to spreading the gospel to make Christ known to not just our neighbors, but to the nations. And that's the song applied. With whom do you need to share the gospel with? How will we spread the gospel as a church? Who will you enter into conversation with in the next 24 hours that doesn't know Jesus? And you can share with them the joy of what he means to you and how he has forgiven you of your sin. Tell others of him. Lift him up as Simeon lifted him up in the temple. And may we, as a church, always be faithful to lift him up through all that we do when we gather as his people. So here's the question in closing. How will you see Jesus this Christmas and the glory of salvation in him? Will it just be another Christmas that passes? for us as a church, we're not going to forget this. For those of you that were baptized this morning, you're not going to forget Christmas Eve of 2023. It was the day that you made known what God had done for you in salvation. And so church family, let us think through that and let us see Jesus this Christmas. And perhaps today, even as we close when we get to the end of the service, if you walk out today and you would like to speak more about readiness and peace and, and hope and all of these things, I'll be glad to speak to you more about, the, about salvation. Spurgeon says this, truly happy shall be you if you can say, mine eyes have seen thy salvation. If your eyes have seen God's salvation, for God has blessed you as only God can bless you. Go and live in peace and go and die in peace and praise the name of him who have, who have used such a savior to see and power to see him. May we see him today like we have never seen him before. Let's bow our heads and we're going to pray. And as we pray this morning, we're going to do things just a little bit differently. What we want to do this morning as we, after we pray is we want to We want to, as a a people gathered here, we just want to consider him as the light of the world, as this light that has come into the world bringing salvation. And so let us pray, and let us end our time together with candlelight. Father, we thank you for the truth of your word. Thank you for the peace. Thank you for the person, and thank you for the provision of our salvation that has come through Christ. May that peace give our hearts assurance. If there's one here today that is not ready to die, is not ready to enter into your presence, may they find full assurance before they leave this building today. And as we as believers, as we think about Simeon's song, as we prayer to light candles and think about Christ as the light of the world, Holy Spirit, fill our hearts with joy. Fill our hearts with peace once again. Being reminded of all we have in Christ.